New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. Hello and welcome back to Toolbox Talks on the Sightshed Podcast. My name is Matt Jones and I am your host. And today you're joining us for the third and final episode of the three-part series that we aptly named the top three mistakes growing trade businesses make. I'm conducting this with my co-host, Danny Kerr from BT Academy. And this third episode is called Mistake Number Three, Not Focusing on Your Gross Profit Margin, where we run through some incredible frameworks that can help you guys get all your numbers in line. And to top it off, Danny's actually also offered you guys a detailed, super detailed program slash spreadsheet that they have developed. It took them 100 hours to develop this spreadsheet. I've got it. It's incredible. I've been using it. He's offered it to you guys for nothing. All you got to do is head across to the show notes and get hold of it. I can tell you right now, this is a game-changing document. I've seen some good ones in the past, but I've never seen anything like this. So big thanks to Danny and the team. And he's also there offered you guys exclusively for you listeners. And you can only get this through the link in the show notes this episode. There's a a chance for you guys to actually take 20 minutes of Danny's time where he'll run through how to apply that framework to your business specifically. I can't for the life of me think of anything that could be worth any more than that. That should be worth thousands alone, but he's giving it to you. So go check it out. Link's going to be through the show notes. And do me a favor, if you enjoy this episode and you're enjoying this series, do two things for me. One, share it with somebody else who'd like it or get something out of it. And second of all, head across to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you guys are consuming this and leave us a review. It makes a massive difference to the podcast. So thanks very much, guys. Take care. The Sightshed Podcast is made possible because of Tradie Web Guys, creators of beautiful websites designed specifically for tradies and contractors. If you're tired of dealing with web designers that have no idea about your industry, then head across to tradiewebguys.com.au and reach out. Like many companies from all over the place, you'll be very glad you did. Giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Toolbox Talks on the Site Shed podcast. Thank you once again for sharing your earbuds with me. Joined today by Danny Kerr from BT Academy. Danny, welcome back. Hey, thanks, Matt. Danny, this is the third and final episode on the three-part series that we've been conducting called the top three grow top three mistakes growing trade businesses make uh the first episode was attracting the right talent the second episode which was the previous was a lack of focus on gross profit margin and today's 
podcast, we are talking about the incorrect prioritization of time. For the listeners out there, if you did miss those first two, do yourself a favor, go back and check them out. Sort of structured this series in a way that the following episodes lead into the one the previous. So it will make a lot more sense to you if you go back and follow them in the right order. Danny, you've also offered up some amazing content and some downloadable material, which is going to be available through each individual uh, episode in the show notes here. So you have to head across to the siteshed.com and you can find these episodes where you will also get access to these amazing documents, some of which include things like hiring templates, scheduling templates, and of course, the um, document, which is basically a profit tracking and planning spreadsheet, which I have been using and it is a game changer. So make sure you head across there, check that out. Uh, You can also get it through the siteshed.com forward slash resources, which is our awesome resources page. Uh, You'll find loads of cool stuff in there. So, Danny, this is the third and final episode. We're talking about incorrect prioritization of time. And like, let's be honest, as business owners, that's kind of a big thing. We tend to wear a lot of hats. And um, as a result, we tend to miss a lot of things. <laughs> You've certainly deal- been dealt with dealing with a lot of large companies from all over the place. I mean, why, why have you chosen to, I suppose, talk about this topic as the close to this series. Cool. Yeah. It seems like such a soft topic when people first think about it. They're like, what about marketing or sales or money or but it's funny, like this is the one that matters the most. And the reason is is time is finite. And for an owner, if they don't spend it properly, their business will 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 will, will stop existing. Will, will end ex- end existing. And what I notice for a lot of people is they really don't understand the difference between like this grassroots entrepreneur that's inside of them, that's bouncing around, that's super ADD, that has tons of ideas, that wants to go get stuff done, which is which is a great part to have. They don't understand how to control that thing. And as their business grows, they're still ADD, they're still scattered, they're still taking care of whatever's in front of them and they're reacting to things and they're extremely reactionary. And what's going to happen is your time is going to get less and less effective in your business and you're going to one day hit a glass ceiling where you can no longer grow. And if anything, you're going to actually start to make less money. Things are going to get a lot harder. Your family life's going to get harder. Like things, life's not fun when you don't use your time effectively. And so it's the one that I think affects people the most. And when you can really you know, turn the crank in the right way for them and help them really reallocate that time effectively, you can see the biggest impact on these people uh, when you really use their time effectively. Danny, I might just get you just to, we spoke about this in the previous episode, so I won't go into it too much. However, when we're talking about, I suppose, where to spend our time, and then at the end of the day, we're talking about, I suppose, allocating certain tasks and priorities and things that we do day to day to other people within our organization. A lot of the listeners out there may be thinking, well, I don't really have the, the, the money to bring someone on in that capacity. Can you just give a quick recap on what we talked about in the last episode in relation to how to bring people on and then how to set the right financial goals in order to be able to afford that person? Sure. And, and, and again, as we talk about this stuff, I should set the context of, of size of business we're talking about here. So when you are below a half a million dollars a year in business, a lot of this like, go, 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 run, 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 react, react, react. It's almost okay. It's almost like that's what's, gonna, that's what's allowing you to like move past all these little barriers you have because you can just work harder, get through it all. It's all good. Maybe you don't need to hire somebody at 150K a year. Maybe you don't need an administrative assistant at that point in your business because maybe that's all the profit you have will just end up going to that person. But a half a million bucks, you need to start to realize like doing your books late at night, scheduling you know, your estimates before you go to them, sitting down and you know, picking up product for your guys before, you know, and then going to the site and dropping it off for them. A lot of these things are huge time wasters as you grow a half a million to a million to $5 million business. And you should be doing a lot of other things that have to do with running the company itself, working on the business versus working at that classic cliche. But it's so true that as you grow, you need to be very aware 
of these things that got you successful in that beginning part of your business are no longer going to help you be successful moving forward. And I think if we're all honest with each other, like we know, like I know straight away where, like when I look at my business, I know where my time is best spent and I know where my time is not best spent and I should, they're like the tick list of things that I need to replace. Like it's sitting on my whiteboard. These are things that are going to, like I'm going to outsource, you know? So I think we're all, if we're all honest with each other, we all know that there's certain areas of our business which we kind of suck at, right? So I feel like a lot of in a lot of scenarios, it's probably uh, very often a case of maybe swallowing our pride and admitting to ourselves that, that you know our time is not best spent in this position. Our time would be better off spent elsewhere. I suppose what we need to ascertain, Danny, is where that time is and you know where that time is spent. I mean, I know I've got a lot of customers, clients, and you know that they, they they're although the idea of you know getting off the tools and you know, you know, maybe working in the office more and doing all this stuff, it might sound appealing, you know, it might sound like a good idea, but when you look at it in paper, like a lot of these guys have come to the realization that their time is better spent on site. It's better, the time is best spent managing the projects and, you know, project managing and dealing with the clients and doing things like that. So is there a process around, I suppose, obviously this is going to be unique and different to, to every, every listener out there, Danny, but is there a process that you typically take people through to help them figure out, you know, where their time is best spent. Totally, yeah, absolutely. And I think that again, it all depends on size of business. But even if you are super small, just to take like five to ten percent of your week and 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 see where are we going next week? What's the plan moving forward? How does that how is that conducive to where I want to end up at the end of the year? And how much of what I'm doing right now is just reacting to what happened, you know, on that phone call last yesterday or earlier today or whatever it is? And how much is it about that business plan that I set up at the beginning of the year that's guiding my decision making every day? Yeah. See what what a lot of people need to realize before, you know, whether you're big or small, before you go out and do something every day, do you even have a, like a direction of where you're heading? Yeah. Like, do you, do you remember the last time you sat down and said, by you know, twelve months from now, by J- January first, two thousand eighteen, this is where I want to be in my business. This is the revenue I want to be making. This is like the the profit I want to be making. These are the employees I'd love to have hired. This is kind of roughly the types of jobs I'd like to be involved in. Like to set those goals up a year ahead of time, and then to break those goals down to quarterly goals, and even better, down to weekly goals. You can start to ask yourself: Is what you're doing even in line with where you're heading? Yeah, that's really important. So let's talk about, I suppose, some of the fundamental areas that we need to prioritize in business. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, what what are some of the things in your experience, what are some of the first things that you should or a business owner should be offloading? Here's a simple exercise for everyone to do, actually. This is a really fun one to do. So, Matt, you can do this too. It's it's super simple and it, it works really well. Sit down with an Excel file or paper if that works better for you and write down all the things that you do in a day. Yeah. Everything. Write down it all. Just brain dump. Don't even worry about it. Doesn't have to be fancy. You can be on everything. Put it in your underwear. Doesn't matter. Just put it all down. When you've got that, I want you to circle the things that are highest time consumption and lowest skill. And that'll usually be an indicator of something that either needs to be delegated to somebody on your team currently or a new position you might be hiring soon in your in your company. Yeah, right. That's really cool. And so is that <clears throat> would you do that as well for staff members? Sure. Yeah, like a management staff. Yeah, absolutely. If you ever have a staff member coming to, to you, they're missing their goals, they're not keeping up with things, and they're just like, man, like I just, like I, I'm trying, man, I just, I can't. And it's not due a lack of like effort, it's just due a lack of maybe skill or, or ability to kind of execute on that goal that you're trying to help them hit. Sit down with them, write it all up. And you might have them in a little bit of a position or a job description that might needs to be changed slightly. You know, a good example of this is salespeople. Why aren't you hitting your sales goals? I don't know, man. I just don't have enough time. I get discombobulated, all this kind of stuff. It's like, how much administrative stuff have you packed on that, uh, that sales guy's plate? Because I'll tell you, 
salespeople naturally suck at details. And how much would it take? Maybe this sales guy is t- spending 20 hours a week on detail-oriented like paperwork to get the sale kind of completed when it might take your admin assistant 10 hours a week to go do. Half the time and gives that guy double the effectiveness if you can offload that stuff from him. Yeah, okay. So how does that work then, Danny, when we start building out I don't know. I know we spoke about this together, but you know, when we talk about like an organizational chart, how does what we're talking about affect the, I suppose, the organizational chart in the grand scheme of things? Like, is this like the fundamental basis, like the the starting point of an org chart? Yeah, it certainly can be. When we're talking about it, we're getting into that discussion now, aren't we? So, <laughs> um, being basically, here's here's a more advanced version of that same exercise I just told you. So, if you do an Excel, write down everything you do. Have your Production manager, write down everything he does. Have your assist, admin assistant write down everything she does and, and so on. Have everybody write down in one of the rows or in one of the columns, sorry, have them write down all the stuff they do. And then together, throw it up in a projector, sit in the office together and look at it and say, what could we get rid of entirely? Because five years ago, that used to make sense. And now we just do it because we do it. And we don't even know why we do it anymore. So delete that. What could we systemize with technology like CRM systems, project management software, time tracking apps, all this new stuff that's out now? And what could we reallocate to somebody else that they're better at than you are and start to slowly move it block by block under each person's job until everybody's got what they're supposed to be doing? And then below that, you have a category of question marks on systemization of ideas. And then you've got another block below that of things that should be deleted and never done in the company again because they're time wasters. Yeah, right. Interesting. And how often would you advise companies to sit down and do that exercise? Once a year, I would say is a good, healthy time to do it. Sit down, do a strategic plan on next year, figure out who needs to do what, what their goals need to be, and then figure out how to best allocate them and their time to do that. So just maybe, Danny, give us a quick uh, run through of what an organizational chart looks like, what it is, why we do it, where does it live, who sees it, who's on it, who looks after it, amends it, etc. Cool. Everybody's done it, whether they know what an org chart is or not at some level, whether it's in their mind or on a piece of paper or properly in a, in a you know a, a file somewhere. But it's basically like, where do you sit as, as an owner of the company? What is your job description? And more importantly, actually, what goals do you need to hit in the organization? So I need to hit a million dollars a year in revenue. We need to bring in it at 50% profit margins. And we need to have, I don't know, a 90% recommendation rate from our customers. Cool. So you as an owner are in charge of these th- those three goals happening in the company. So you as the organizational like top of the pyramid kind of guy need to have a job description that relates to executing on those key things. Now, here's where the magic happens. Below you, who reports directly to you? And what pieces of your main goal can they take off of that and be in charge of? So if I'm in charge of a million bucks a year happening, I might have a sales guy that needs to book 1.2 million and a production guy that needs to produce 1.2 million. The reason is I've upped their goals a little bit is because if there's a big wiggle room for them to, to miss on the goal and the company's still okay. They might, you know, my sales guy might not know anything about profit margins, but he knows all about it's going to take him 500 estimates to get that million bucks sold. Yeah. My production guy might know a little bit more about profit margin, so he is still held accountable to that 50% gross profit margin. Below him, he might have a crew of guys. And these guys don't know anything about a million dollars. Like That's so far from their language and understanding, it's useless to even try and tell them. But what is useful to tell them is say, hey, Mr. So-and-so, you need to produce 40 hours a week, which extrapolates out to whatever, 2,000 hours for the year. You need to give us in production hours, so that needs to be on your paycheck. And if you do so, we can give you a little bonus. And we're going to give you budgets for all these jobs, and they need to be below 5% of the budget given. And if you can hit that, there's another bonus for you there too as well. And that'll help hold the gross profit margin in check, and it'll also help happen, uh, help that million dollars get produced, and it'll help you as an owner get your, your goal hit as well. So everyone's working towards the same goal and what they're directly able to make impact on within the company. I friggin' love that. So, And actually, guys, if that 
sounded a little bit technical and it was a hard thing to picture. Once again, Danny has got this information available to you. He's got a, an example of that org chart. So you can kind of see how each of those roles and the deliverables for each role um, all tie into the one overall goal. So that's, um, that might bring a little bit of clarity towards that that you just spoke about then, Danny. Okay, cool. So what about, what about where to start? I mean, obviously, there's the brain dump. Get everything down on paper, figure out what needs to be done, and then figure out, I suppose, what is taking up your most time. Here's the thing. Here's where it all starts. So start with a goal. What do we want to hit in a year? What's the most important numbers for the company, for me as a person, as an owner of this business? What are two or three goals that I need to have? Okay. But okay. Can I just, just I interrupt you just here? How do we define between a goal and a wish? <laughs> <laughs> so goals, if anyone ever heard of the, the term smart, goals need to be smart. So they need to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and uh, timely. And so they need to be able to hit all of those axes. And if you are if you want to be a little like, you know, real with yourself too, you also need to have a why behind your goals. So sometimes people call them smarty goals because why is basically why are you doing what you're doing? Is there a personal understanding and, and, and drive behind all of this as well? Yeah. A wish is like, I wish to be a millionaire. Well, good for you. Do you have any idea what that even means? A smart goal is I wish to do $1.2 million worth of sales this year at a 40% gross profit margin and $180,000 corporate net income. I wish to employ a new sales guy and pull myself out of that. Or sorry, I have a goal to employ a new sales guy and pull myself out of sales and alleviate my time to, to be more of a director of the company. Done. Those are the goals for the company. There's some process stuff in there. There's some some actual like tangible like numbers in there. And there's a really good vision of where this business is going. Why do I want to do this? It's important for me because I've been working 70 hours a week. I've been missing family time. And I need to be able to provide a stable income for my family while still providing a stable amount of time for them as well. And that balance is important. And that's what this next year is all about. Yep. So I think I think it's I didn't mean to rudely interrupt you there, but I think it's really important. I mean, I, I've been in that situation before where you work with you know business coaches and mentors and all this kind of stuff, and they're like, "Well, write down your goals," and you write down these goals, and then it's like, "Okay, great. Like, how the fuck am I going to get to that? Like, that's so far from even within within my comprehension. Like, there's no actual map. So I think it's just important that people understand the difference between you know. Yeah, it, it, and more importantly to that, you then take that goal and you break it down to in the next 30 days, or sorry, the next 90 days, my next first quarter basically goals, what am I actually going to achieve that's going to be a piece of those bigger goals? Yeah. And then every quarter do a reevaluation to see if you're on track. And then what we do, we take it even further. During that quarter, every two weeks, we meet with our guys to help them you know, basically hit their bi-weekly goals, which lead to that quarter goal, which leads to that year-end goal. So you just break it down to manageable chunks, and then you need to have some sort of accountability structure to review that on a weekly or bi-weekly basis to make little tiny, little tiny notches in the right direction. I think as well, like one of the, I mean, to give you guys a bit of a plug as well, but I think what's so powerful in this whole equation when we talk about goals or when we talk about you know any of this stuff, like it's having that accountability and making sure that if it's if it's not necessarily you being accountable to somebody else, you certainly need to keep yourself accountable to yourself. So, um, sorry, that was a bit of an Austin Powers moment there, but I think it's really important that you do that. And you know, even if it's like you allocate an hour a week into sitting down and, and mapping this stuff out, you know, what happened last week, what's happening next week, I think it's really important that we do that. Totally. It's it's small. It's 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 a whole like I don't know if you guys heard this terminology of like sharpening of the axe or sharpening of the saw. Like, how long do you spend sharpening it versus cutting that tree down? And, and anybody, including me, I've done this, anybody who's cut a tree down knows the importance of sharpening that axe or sharpening that saw. Man, I have got blisters on my hands from times when I'm just like putting testosterone into the thing and the tree won't fall and I give up. Tree's half cut down. I lose, right? Sharpen that thing. 
totally. It's very. You just picture me with a beard and a beard and a plaid shirt right now, eating maple syrup, chopping down my tree. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a segue. I remember at my at my uh, my stag do one of my good mates is from BC, and um, he was uh, we went axe throwing, and we rock up to this place, and no one had ever thrown axes before, and he just stands there, and we just starts hocking this thing like straight at it. We're like, "What? How did you do this, man?" And he's like. Oh yeah, you know we grew up throwing axes at trees. We just take a six pack up to the forest, and I was like, "Of course you, of course you." <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we don't encourage that at home for the listeners. All right, cool. So let's go back to uh, escape. We start with a goal. Yeah, we definitely start with a goal. Yeah, it, it's it's basically like at the end of the day. Most people start on start driving somewhere and don't even know where the destination is. Yeah. Right? It's like sit down, figure out where you're going first, at least a year out, you know, and then break that down to like quarterly goals. And if you're really advanced, do it down to weekly goals and then start to check yourself. If you can on a Friday or on a Monday morning or whatever it is on a Sunday night before you head into the week, ask yourself, is what I'm doing this week going to help me move towards my year end goal? Or is it just a bunch of reactionary crap that I got myself stuck in again? And start to allocate even just like two hours a week to start to think through where you're heading and start to allocate your, your block schedule or your calendar towards hitting goals versus just reacting and doing things every day. Um, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable the change it makes in people. And if I was to say one thing we do the most to help people, it's helping very capable, very smart, very driven entrepreneurs and just just budging them a little bit off into the right direction. And then that whole trajectory changes over the course of a year. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I think as well, like in the grand scheme of things, you know, that when you start prioritizing your time correctly, it just makes for a better working environment. Like you're having more fun, you're enjoying doing it. You you can see the profits improving. Like everything just sort of starts falling, you know, in line. So I'm a good testimony of this. I mean, we have right now um, 120 companies. We have uh, on average the growth per per business for last year was 44. percent More importantly, the growth for re- for profit per business last year was 66. percent Wow, it's nuts. Yeah, our business personally, we've tripled three years in a row now that we've we've been since we start opened our doors at BTA, and we're watching as everything and all of our members included are just getting dialed and not wasting so much time, money, and effort on the wrong things. I watch so many of these guys spend months on some ADD idea they think is so great and it takes them away from what was really supposed to happen in the beginning and they have to go you know, press the reset button after three months of wasted effort. Imagine if they could just do it once well the first time. Old, old founders, old entrepreneurial syndrome, shiny objects. Totally, man. It's uh, we have to tame these like creative dragons that are just spewing creativity all over the place. It's like, dude, relax. Like, there is like one idea here that's really good. Let's use that this year and make money off that. Everything else can just chill out. We'll get there later. All right, cool. Well, look, Danny, I reckon this pretty much wraps that up. Is there anything you want to add? At the end of the day, guys, like I encourage you all, just like it's it's not easy to sit down and think through some of this stuff, but man, does it make a difference. And you know, you can spend 80 hours a week working hard, or you could spend 40 hours a week working smart. And I, I'm a I'm a true testimonial of this. Like I I'm literally ADD and I'm literally a dyslexic. I struggle with focus. And I've you know done a, a course actually on priority management for eight months. And all they did was first teach me the tool of priority management, and then they started holding me accountable. Right to fax my resume. This is back when we did faxes. I had to fax my resume or my uh, sorry my agenda and every week. And they would nitpick it and basically tell me where I didn't have enough slush time, where my goals weren't portrayed into my block schedule for the week. And I had to slowly force myself to become more intentional. And I went from running, it was about a $1.4 million a year painting company at the time. We grew it to just under $2 million that next year. And I went from working, more importantly, 80 hours a week down to 40 hours a week. Um, I was 23 at the time. And it was the best lesson I ever could have learned. I mean, I was a hardworking young guy with a lot of piss and vinegar, but it was the best lesson I learned about being effective versus just being like a, like a bull in a china shop. So... Awesome. 
All right. Well, look, again, for the listeners out there, make sure you head across to the show notes where you can get hold of the there's tons of documents there and stuff that Danny's left for you guys. So um, if you don't go get it, you're crazy. It's really, really some awesome stuff in there. Everything from hiring templates, job posting, worksheets for advertisements, organizational structure examples, like all sorts of stuff. And they all come with videos and on how you can use it. So make sure you go check that out. Failing that, you can get it through uh, the siteshed.com forward slash resources, which is our awesome resources page. Uh, it'll be available in there. Danny, where can people get hold of you? Uh, we're at www.btacademy.com. So that's bravotangoacademy.com. Um, there's a bunch more about us there. Obviously, it's our website. It's got stuff about us. And then there, there's our contact information. And uh, you can also um, request for, to be contacted by our team as well on there. So we've got a good team. Uh, Caitlin, Kaufman, Penny, Benji, Jane Kluke. No, I'm in there as well. That We're kind of the front force of who you'd interact with first when it comes to Breakthrough Academy. We uh, sit down with you for a bit, get to know you on the phone followed by a proper business assessment, which is actually free to do right now. Uh, we're offering it out so that we can get to know you before we bring you into our program. And then we've got yeah, a pretty rigorous program that we take a trades or home service company through for six months to up to a couple of years until we fully helped you develop the company the way it should be. So guys, there'll be links to that in the show notes. And there's also, as I said, when you, when you click on the, or when you go to get those downloads that Danny's offered for you guys, there is a link there to his calendar. So you can actually book a time to have a chat. I would probably recommend getting hold, get, downloading some of those documents and then um, booking the time to chat so you can run through some of the stuff and see if it, see how it will practically apply to you. Would you agree, Danny? Is that the best way to do it? Yeah, it'd be good. And I think just for, because this is our busy season, I'm going to have Benji, uh, one of our key assessment guys, take on some of these meetings as well. So it might be me or Benji, actually, between the two of us. Yeah, rock and roll. All right, cool. Well, look, thank you again. Once, uh, thank you once again for your time. Uh, it's been an amazing series. Uh, for the listeners out there, just a quick recap. Uh, episode one, we were talking about <clears throat> attracting the right talent. Episode, episode two, we spoke about lack of focus on gross profit, mar- gross profit margin. And in this episode, we're talking about the wrong prioritization of time. And that made up the uh, series, which we've titled The Top Three Mistakes Growing Trade Business- Businesses Make. Thank you, Danny Kerr from BT Academy. We look forward to collaborating further in the future. And I guess that's pretty much a wrap. Awesome, man. You got it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Toolbox Talks. If you're liking what you hear, then you can head across to the siteshed.com where you can join our community by signing up to our Toolbox Talks. Uh, You'll get sent a weekly notification, which is basically a highlight of everything that we've spoken about during that week, along with any other industry news that may be relevant or specific to the trades. If you're enjoying the show, you can head across to iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud where you can leave us a review. Uh, That would be fantastic, and all the reviews get read out in the show. Uh, Likewise, if you have any friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from the show and the, the episodes that we create, then please go ahead and share it with them. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.